What is up, guys? Thanks for joining us again to uh, our podcast, Elevated Musings. Mm. I'm Emily, and I'm Ryan. Yay! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is so funny. We're doing um, we're broadcasting live on Instagram this recording session, so we're both like super. It's a little bit different. A little camera shy. <laughs> Overcompensating. I mean, it's okay. I think we'll be fine. Um, we have, uh, I wanted to kick it off by saying thank you for all the feedback and like positive um, reactions to our podcast. Yeah. It's been an over overwhelming response so far, yeah. and we're really looking forward to bringing more episodes to you. Yeah. Um, we're going to start bringing guests on probably in a couple of episodes. This is episode three. We'll probably bring a guest on about episode five. Yeah, episode five or six, I think. Yeah, and then, so... Uh, We've had a few people reach out wanting to be guests, so we will get something set up yeah. to get our guests on yep. with us. We've had some good feedback too, and I think we might do an episode where we kind of reflect on some of that feedback. Yeah. I think it'd be a good idea. Just yeah. Some people have actually wrote messages in response to a specific um, subject that we were talking about, which I think is really cool because you know, it expands our knowledge and expands our point of view, and I think that, again, tying into just being a good person is taking all things into consideration. So. It'll be nice to kind of reflect on some people that I had reach out to me. Um, we won't do that this episode because uh, we have some things that we want to cover, but I think within the next couple episodes, we might take some time just to reflect on some of the conversations we've already had, some of the subject matter, kind of delve a little bit deeper into some of those things, expand on it briefly, and then kind of transition. So Yeah, so let's get today's episode started. Okay, so the first thing that I wanted to talk to you about today is the new Instagram feature that has been basically blowing up. Yeah. On like everybody's reposting this post on their stories about how to change the content that Instagram allows you to see, mm -hmm. and it's like supposedly limiting sensitive content. Whatever that means. Yeah. I have a lot. I have a lot of feelings about this. Because the content that I want to be limited is the sponsored posts from some random fitness trainer that wants to help me grow my fitness training business. You want to collab? I'm not a fitness trainer. I just ha I just post fitness things, but all of these like sponsored posts, like click here to learn more posts, um, are like giving me advice on how to grow my fitness training business using social media and I'm like I don't want to do that you know stop trying to get me to do that because I'm not a fitness trainer I'm not trying to grow my fitness training business I think what's the most funny about that actually is that most of those people or whatever they are robots whenever they send that I laugh because I go to their page and I have more followers than they do yeah and I'm like how are you and you have like going a, to and I don't have like a thousand followers I don't I mean <laughs> I don't care because yeah. it's just the way I was I just I'm different about it I don't give mm -hmm. a damn but when you come at me and you're like, well, let me help you grow your business and expand your you know, marketing and social media, you, how? You're not even having more than I do, and yeah. I'm not even trying. <laughs> you, you are your number one like advertisement, yeah. especially if you're trying to grow a social media business. So if you're like, here, let me help you grow your social media, but you have 400 followers. You should probably work on your own. Yeah, <laughs> the proof is in the pudding, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's annoying. So, and then there's a couple other issues that I have with this limit sensitive content thing. Um, one, I should be in control of 
what I determine is sensitive. Yeah. You know, so this limiting this limiting sensitive content thing, it's supposed to be like eliminating sexually explicit photos, but mm -hmm. I follow a lot of bikini competitors and I have seen Instagram flag bikini competitors doing their back pose mm -hmm. as sexually explicit because of the cut of their bikini suit showing off their booties. Mm -hmm. Which is the whole reason they're up there, not just show their booties, but right. to, to the whole point of that industry is to right. show the eccentric of your body. Right. And so, so um, actually somebody I follow posted a YouTube video and in the thumbnail she was doing her back pose and YouTube made her take the thumbnail down mm -hmm. because it was sexually explicit. Yeah. So who's who's determining what is considered sexually explicit and, and what is not? Yeah. Because I have seen way more quote unquote sexually explicit See, photos from models who are literally or like Britney Spears posting a picture of her just holding her boobs. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I, I will say this. If we look at the last like 20 or 30 years now, this has ne never been a secret to anybody, but sex sells, right? Mm -hmm, absolutely. So we already know that. It's something that just for every human being, there's something that is, that pulls some type of drive in us sexually that gets us enticed, that gets our adrenaline pumping, that makes us intrigued. It's just something that is natural with our bodies now and our minds. Last 30 years, I would say, and I'd say 30 years, because when I was younger, things were a lot more conservative. Yeah. You know, there weren't all the exposure like watching porn was a huge deal yeah. like you know you got like oh you're a certain age you feel like you're breaking the rules now porn has been such a uh, like you've seen the studies where people are like well porn's ruining relationships and expectations with sex and I don't know about that I think that's an individual situation we can yeah. talk about that later but I do think that to a certain level it's like content has content has become something completely different now in terms of like what you see on TV, what you hear, I mean, swearing, all that has completely mm -hmm. come to a different place. The thing that bothers me though is that we get to a certain limit or a certain place with what we see, what we hear, and like you said, like you brought up from the beginning, there are these, you know, content, um, what's the best way to put it? Like, you know, basically, <sighs> Is it algorithms? Is it a person? Yeah. Who's determining what you can and can't see? Right. Or who's listing what is explicit content? Now, mm -hmm. again, like you said, there are certain things that shouldn't be labeled explicit or sensitive. And I agree. I think that there is a different level of sensitivity for everybody in terms of what they look like or look at. But I also don't know what's being monitored and what's not. Yeah. And especially for, and, and, and that can be dangerous for a few things because that means that somebody or a company, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, I mean, this is a huge deal right now too, uh, with politics in terms of, you know, certain information not being exposed or given, but you're limiting information that we might need to make as a, as a people, as a group, to make a fully educated decision on our point of perspective on a subject. 100%. So I think that, you know, and I think that's one thing that's really driving people apart right now is because everybody Everybody's I mean, only getting one side of the story. Exactly. And you hear, and you see all these keyboard warriors that are like, whoa, this is, I don't agree, and this is bullshit, and everything else, yeah. and like, where are your facts? And it's like, you know, the social dilemma. We talked about this, I yeah. think, episode one. Mm -hmm. But the social dilemma, I mean, these are people that have no reason to lie. Yeah. I mean, they're out of the business. 
they are onto different things, but they said there's such a danger to this mm-hmm. that it's going to drive people against each other. We're seeing it happen. Absolutely. And it's it literally is because you saw one side of the story, you spent time looking at that one side of the story so that the algorithm continues to feed you elements from that side of the story instead of allowing you to get the other side of the story and build an educated opinion formed from all of the information you could possibly have. Yeah, and my, my mind goes like, okay, if they can control what I see for sexually explicit content or what is sensitive, what are the things that aren't explicit or sensitive that are still being taken away from my feed? Yeah. You don't know, because like mm-hmm. it goes back to what you know. All you know is what you know. Mm-hmm. And so all you know is technically what you see, and this is where I think research is important, mm-hmm. where when people talk, research is such a loosely used term now in comparison to what it used to be. Everybody thinks, oh, I go to Google and I do some research. Well, you can to an extent about well, certain subjects. We addressed this in the last episode. You can literally find information that directly contradicts any information absolutely. on the internet absolutely and i mean the real educated sophisticated approach is when you weigh both pieces of information that go with what you're agreeing with or what you're disagreeing with mm-hmm. and coming to a conclusive decision based on the evidence at hand that's actually real evidence not made up right now i think the tough part right now is figuring out what's made up and what isn't right and we i literally have no idea and like we have no idea yeah and because we of... are not there at the location of what's supposedly going on so right. we're fed information through the internet no saying no going off of that think about that for a second if that is actually the case which it is pretty much think about all the things we're getting mad about that are just not worth it mm-hmm. what is mm-hmm. all the animosity and anger about when you have no damn clue officially what it is it's a waste of energy yeah and so personally i would like to like not see gore and like dramatic um you know kills me it's hard to make life situation yeah just that broken when i see broken fucking bones and ankles and shit oh limit that content turn can i turn that off (laughs) like connor Connor mcgregor's fight you're like i do not want to see how connor mcgregor broke his leg i don't care don't want to see it don't want to don't want to see it don't want to see exposed bone don't want to see it and no. I don't want to see like political warfare going on in other countries yeah I don't yeah. want to see, like I don't want to be um, I don't want to see pictures of sad crying children in the streets while there's bombs going off behind them I don't want to see that because it makes my skin crawl so why is that kind of content still on my feed if Instagram is limiting sensitive content. That content is sensitive to me, and I I do not want to see it. Well, I do think, too, that there's an option, and I could be mistaken. Facebook is doing it now, mm-hmm. where you can click a button and actually say, I don't want to see this. Yeah. Where, you know, but how popular is Facebook in comparison to Instagram now? Correct. I you know? literally, like, I'm still on Facebook because of my family members that mm-hmm. are too old for Instagram. Sorry. Um, Oops, uh, yikes. Sorry. <laughs> There's an age limit. Yikes. Um, no, but like, I don't want to see, I don't want to see things like that on my feed, but that's not the kind of stuff that's being limited. It's the stuff that Instagram is de- decide or deciding yeah. is sexually explicit. But going off of that, I recently, um, one of the girls that I follow that 
competed on stage with me back in October when I did my first show. Mm-hmm. She was experiencing something where somebody had copied her Instagram handle and just put an underscore at the end of it, mm-hmm. taken pictures from her personal Instagram, posted them on this new Instagram page, and they were selling sexually explicit content, like an OnlyFans. We thought it was an OnlyFans mm-hmm. at first. But well, but upon digging further, it was a Wix, so there was no way for her to like report it and get this um, website taken down. Oh man! Because this person paid money. This person paid money to set up a Wix page to sell sexually explicit content under the guise of being um, this other girl who I. We'll call her Sarah. I don't know. Keep keep her anonymous. Um, call her Karen. No. <laughs> so we finally got it. It took days. She had all of her followers like going and reporting this Instagram page that was basically exploiting her without her consent. Yeah. Like it's it's one thing if you want to start your own OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. It's another thing if someone is yeah, leaking your nudes. Yeah, like there's. She was being sexually exploited without her consent, and yeah, that's, that's not okay. That's it's a, it's that's illegal. Sure it's illegal. Yeah. It is, yeah. and the fact that this person was such a bad person that they actually paid money mm-hmm. is so messed up. Mm-hmm. So messed up, and it took days. It took days for Instagram to take that account down. Yeah, I mean, since you brought up OnlyFans, I kind of want to touch on it just Let's because go. it's such an interesting topic, and yeah. it's again like we talked about how so much has changed in the last 30 years. Yeah. Nobody, I think, 30 years ago would have ever imagined a, maybe, but like, I guess you're taking what used to be like a Playboy Mm -hmm. and making it digitized in a way that everybody can have access to it if they pay a certain amount, clearly, and obviously are within a certain age, but anybody can do this. Yeah. I don't know what your thoughts are. Um... Like, here's the thing that I think is very interesting, because there's a lot of people that have them that I, I'm always surprised that mm-hmm. have an OnlyFans, and it shocks me. I'm just like... And I was talking to a friend of mine um, that was in town, um, Allison Rook. Hopefully, she'll listen to this podcast, too. I'm giving you a shout-out, because we had a really good conversation while you were visiting. Um, a lot of, she made a lot of good points, though, in terms of what... At least her friends, she has friends that do this, and she tells them all the time, like... Mm-hmm. This is not good for you because what if like this is your reliance on income and I mean you can make a shit ton of money. I mean yeah. I've seen people make make millions yeah. that are just become so much bigger than they should and it's stupid because like I get it. You only have one body. You only have a certain amount of time that you're look gonna look a certain way. I get it. I also think that there are a level of core values though that I think that you take away from yourself when. When you have an OnlyFans, there's a lot of places that won't hire you based on knowing that, and they they will search. She told me, Mm -hmm. she was like, look, I don't think people realize, but certain corporations, mostly most businesses that you want to work for, they have people that their job is strictly to look into your background on Mm -hmm. all aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. And if they find those OnlyFans things, that immediately loses you out of a job. And like to be successful on OnlyFans, you basically have to promote your OnlyFans on your social medias. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, people aren't just going on OnlyFans and searching for random people. Nobody's They're... advertising you either, other than right. yourself. You're, 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 you're your own billboard. Yeah. So you have to promote yourself. So 
your employer is gonna find your OnlyFans. Well, and, and my thing too is, is that like, again, I think it's cool that we're, I, I give it credit to a society that mm -hmm. we are accepting of that. And I know that for some people that is like their game changing mm -hmm. avenue. They can make money. Eventually they maybe transition that money into something different, mm -hmm. into a business or something. I get it. Like maybe if you're starting off in a really tough spot and you're, you're, you are desperate, I understand that to an extent. But, and I think, and I'm speaking for male and female, both sides. Is that I think there's a level of degradation there though. Sure. That, you know, money is great, and like we've talked about it before, we talked about it last episode that you know I we both are ambitious and hungry to make more and do more, mm -hmm. but there are only certain things that I will do. I'd rather work hard and do the tough trail, and I and I kind of said this last episode. And I, I kind of re, want to reverberate this that the you know path path of least resistance always isn't the best necessarily. Sure. Um. And it doesn't mean taking a shortcut. I just think that, you know, and I was kind of talking about yesterday or yesterday or last episode with, you know, finding your passion when yeah. we're talking about things mm -hmm. like, you know, if you're trying to force something. Now, there's a difference between forcing something and taking the path that has adversity, mm -hmm. in my opinion. I wanted to kind of mention this. And tying it in with an OnlyFans is that I don't necessarily think it's an easy way out. I do think, though, that there are much more productive and better successful things that you can be very proud about mm -hmm. that may cause have more adversity but it's the path that will get you to where you want to be which is happy mm -hmm. because I, I do believe that money doesn't buy necessarily happiness but it does buy you your freedom sure you know and it can buy you freedom and um, that's where I think happiness comes from is being able to go where you want with who you want when yeah. you want whatever you want and um, but this OnlyFans thing is just it upsets me sometimes because it's like I know what I do on a daily basis to get where I'm at and what yeah. I'm doing. And there's somebody that's just going on there for maybe 20 or 30 minutes a day taking photos or, you know, masturbating or whatever you want to do on OnlyFans. And because you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And they're making six figures, sometimes even seven a year. Right. See, my issue with OnlyFans is you are setting yourself up for body dysmorphia, low self esteem. Mm -hmm other things like that because you're putting a monetary value yeah. on your physical appearance that's yeah. all that it is you're putting a monetary value on your physical appearance however covered or uncovered you may allow it to be yeah. so if you have like a really good month you make a hundred thousand dollars you're like yes I'm the hottest shit ever yeah the next month you only make fifty thousand dollars you're like oh no like what do, yeah. what do I have to do? Like, yeah. do I have to get a boob job? Should I get lipo? Should I get a BB? You know, like yeah. Yeah, you are you. you are setting yourself up for mental distress, honestly. Yeah. And we talked about like um, how like people forget and need a reminder that social media is a highlight reel. Like this is even more so because this is the highest not, form of instant gratification. Right, you're not going on OnlyFans with just a selfie you quick snapped. Like in yeah. the moment, you are setting up, you are using props, you are yeah. making sure that your makeup is done perfectly. Like, it's not, there's a lot more that goes into it's it more because. Than just a filter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And to be successful with it, like, you have to go, you have to go the extra mile. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you are literally walking into a situation that is going to be terrible for your mental health. And. Well, and I think that to add to that too is that we are still like the instant gratification, the entitlement thing. Everybody that I talk to that isn't where they want to be always wants something, and I'm part of this too, and I am working on it. Is they all want it right now, yeah, or yesterday. Mm -hmm. 
And it's like nobody, my dad taught me something that I thought was really important always. Well, one, learn your mistakes, learn from your own mistakes, but also learn from others. Yeah. And don't always think about just today. It's good to be present. Mm -hmm. Present is important, but think ahead. Yeah. A lot of people don't think ahead right now and it's, and it's going to come back to bite them. And a lot of that in multiple facets of life. I mean, Mm -hmm. with politics, with OnlyFans, with social media. People do all this stuff and, and they don't think about like maybe five years down the road, a year mm-hmm. down the road, a month down the road. Mm-hmm. I think about like, okay, you know, a lot of people have this image of where they want to be with a family and they want to have certain successes and they want to have a, a really good relationship with a husband and kids and all this. Do Does anybody think that OnlyFans might affect that dream? Yeah, all? honestly. Because like, as a guy, like, you know, hypothetically, let's mm-hmm. say that you, just because you're a female and I'm a male we're you know talking or something and then i find out that you know you have an only fans and let's say you have a mass following yeah you've been exposed to all these men probably women too mm-hmm. am i just supposed to not take that in consideration right especially if you're still doing it mm-hmm. like again i don't think it should take away from if you have a connection with somebody but at the same time i don't think that having that gives you it puts up a wall between you and somebody you could have a connection correct, with because correct. that person is going to be guarded. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think also, let's think about even further down the road. Let's say that like something happens to you. Mm-hmm. Let's say that you're killing it in this game and you know, you're making a ton of money on OnlyFans and then one day you get in a car accident. And you're paralyzed from the neck down. Like I was thinking the same thing. How are you going to continue to make an income now? Yeah, yeah, in any form, in any way. I mean, right. you, I mean obviously things are going to change, but like... What's your plan? Do you have a retirement plan? Do you have, are you putting money away? A lot of times I see these people going back to the highlight reel on Instagram, it's like whatever money they make is going out before they even save. Yeah. They're spending it as soon as they get it. Mm-hmm. It's like, first of all, we don't even learn financial literacy in high school or college unless you know you take a course specifically around it and it doesn't even give you, I've taken one, it doesn't give you right. all the, de- the details. Like personal finance was a class, it was amazing, but, and, and uh, it was taught by I believe, Pam Boyce. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, I just had to bring it back. <laughs> tremendous, tremendous class. Very detailed. She taught for years. She was way more detailed in certain investings and things like that. And was very open about her stuff. But we don't learn that stuff now. Mm-hmm. So when you have OnlyFans or you're making money in general, uh, I just see a lot of people that are making poor decisions. And, you know, I don't know. To tie it into being a good human being, I would say that be considerate of what you're doing and know that there are consequences to those decisions. Sure. I have heard the phrase once money that's easy to make is easy to spend Mm -hmm. so if you're not working hard for the money that you're making you're just gonna be like oh it's fine i can i'll I'll make it again tomorrow like let's just go buy a new flat screen tv like it's fine yeah and then you wonder why you're not at that pinnacle of success mm -hmm. three years down the road that you wanted to be, it's because, well, you probably didn't sit down and make a plan or strategy. Right. Regardless. This is this is a very like generalized yeah. situation. Yeah. Like obviously there I'm sure there are some people on OnlyFans that have been investing and yeah. saving and like setting themselves up yeah, to agreed. never have to work a day in their life and they have like this whole five year plan. There are people that are like that and they and OnlyFans was that portal to be able to to go into financial freedom in five years or whatever their plan may be. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, in general, the industry is going to be filled with easy money makers and easy money spenders. Yeah. Yep. I, I think that's very true. And again, I, and, and tying it back into being that good human being and like, and the consequences are just, if you think that 
there is a like I, and I and I talk to people all the time about like goals and results and things that they want out of life. And again, going back to even episode one is just like there are certain paths and certain types of shit you have to eat to get where you want to go. Sure. Part of that is like facing your inner demons, forgiving yourself, mm-hmm. you know. But also understanding that the decisions you make, and I and I will say this repeatedly, all have consequences, yep. good and bad. OnlyFans is just one where I don't think that there are the positive consequences. The only one I see is that the money making. Mm-hmm. The negative is that your your values. I mean, what do you value? Do you value your body enough to just kind of keep it private and not rely on that for a source of income? Right. And not that it, it shouldn't be used to certain extents, but like I said, I mean, you made a good point. We're generalizing very much. There are people that are actually doing it the right way, which yeah. I think the right way, again, this is my point of view, is doing it because they're in a really tough spot. Times are tough. Yeah. Like, you know, there's, I know some friends that were even just like, you know, I might do this just because things are so tight. Cool. You know, I get it. But to make like a career out of it, that's right. where I think you start to draw the line where, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you have to get back up on your feet and it can, this can consist with it. But most of those people I talked to were already working two or three jobs and they're like, look, yeah. I just, I'm having trouble making ends meet. This might be my outlet to help. And yeah. I'm like, you know, I can't argue that. But right. That's and everything that we're saying, we're not saying we hate people that have only no. fans. We're not saying no. we are like disrespectful of them or think less of them. We're just saying you have to realize that every action has consequences Uh and yeah you have the freedom to choose whatever decisions you want to make and Uh whatever actions you want to take but you're not you have the freedom of that choice but you do not have freedom from consequences of Uh that choice Uh and it's not just us that feel this way it's most a lot of people i i feel like i would say like yeah well and in your i know for for a fact that my boyfriend would not be okay with me having an OnlyFans. No. no. Well, you probably wouldn't be fine with him doing it either. No. <laughs> he is mine. <laughs> but I, you know, and I think that too, um, we just, what do you do with your free time? If you're not, mm-hmm. are you actually trying to better yourself and educating yourself? Are you reading books? Are you doing, like, are you researching loosely again on YouTube to find yeah. ways to build your financials up, to put yourself in a position where you're more steady? Because I nobody goes, I think, to OnlyFans and just says, "I just want to do it for fun." Yeah. Like that doesn't sound like a fun time to me. You know, I mean, maybe, some people do. Maybe they like, do, but I, I kind of believe that that's like the the small percent. Yes. Like, I want to do OnlyFans and get naked in front of my camera. I yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And I be I will I have a lot of respect for the girls that do it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because it it does take a lot of like, there's there is like a. It takes a lot to be able to expose yourself like that. Mm-hmm. And it's a very like vulnerable position to put yourself in. And I'm not gonna lie, like I I don't know that I would be able to put myself in that position. So Yeah. I mean, even if I was making a ton of money or guaranteed, I don't yeah. think it would be if 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 money is the reason that you get into that, then money has way too much power over you. Yeah. And you don't have mm-hmm. enough control over yourself. Mm-hmm money or tangible items or anything should not have power over your decision making and again like I think people don't understand what the real fulfillment in life is and everybody has a different form of what they call happiness and it's not that we should chase happiness but I think it's being content with yourself I think it's falling in love with life for what it has to offer and a lot of that has to do simply with just gratitude yeah be thankful for the fact that you are even up able to get up every day Mm -hmm. you're able to you know Put those two feet on the floor and stand up you know be able to pour yourself some water that you know people in other countries don't get to do you can take a shower all things that we take for granted yeah and you know you have electricity 
lot of people don't have electricity. Now, right. again, I always look at this hindsight and think, okay, well, maybe those people, we compare ourselves to people that we see have less, but sometimes those people who have less actually are living their best lives mm -hmm. because they don't have all this bullshit to, to, to deal with where, yeah. you know, it's not bullshit. It's just, there's a lot of things that we, I think, stress about, but we don't give thanks enough for. Right. And because we're used to creature comforts. Exactly. Like That's a good we, way to put it. We're used to having... Not like you know, running water and electricity and air conditioning. We're mm -hmm. used to those things. Yeah. Um, and so people that don't have those things, they don't feel obligated to continue using them. Yeah. So they don't, you know. I want to transition this real quick to a different point, just because it's getting my mind going into this All aspect. Right, let's go. Let's it's go. Going in lines with appreciation. You know when people say sometimes like, you know, people that are blind or can't hear or are maimed mm -hmm. or you know, have grown up with like a certain disability or ailment, we always feel bad for them. Sure. What makes me not laugh at that situation, but what makes me kind of sit back is more so, and a little bit entertained, mm -hmm. is that those people oftentimes with any type of disability wouldn't change anything for the world. Because they don't know anything else. This is, they are happy and this is what makes, this is their life. Mm -hmm. We are just fortunate enough to have, I mean, we're fortunate for what we have because we have sight, hearing, yeah. we're, we're all one component. Um, but I think that that is something to take in consideration that when we sit there and feel bad for people, I don't always think that's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Because just because somebody appears to have less than you do, doesn't mean that they do. They might actually have the most fulfilling life. And more times than not have I seen that sometimes people that are disabled or you know mentally handicapped or a little bit behind are the happiest people ever. Absolutely. And that should be fine. Let me run something by you, okay? Mm -hmm. So um, I studied American Sign Language. Okay. And it's actually what brought me to Lansing. Mm -hmm. So I was going to the American Sign Language Interpreter Program at LCC. Mm -hmm. um, but basically, if you do not know, American Sign Language is the way that deaf people communicate. Mm -hmm. And deaf people are very proud of the deaf community. Mm -hmm. And if a deaf couple you know, it has a baby and that baby is deaf, the deaf couple celebrates because that baby will know and understand their very rich culture mm -hmm. and they have, it's an entire language in itself. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not just signing words in English, like it's not just having signs for English words. Right. There's an entire language developed in American Sign Language and right. they have a different, they have grammar, they have sentence structure, like everything. So. Um, but if a couple that is hearing, a man and a woman that has their hearing, yeah. has a baby that is born deaf, they're devastated. They, yeah. They're upset well. because their baby is missing something. So it mm -hmm. comes back to, we've touched on this almost every episode, is yeah. it's about perspective. Mm -hmm. Because this, this hearing couple is not exposed to the deaf community. They don't know about the rich culture and the language they think that the, this child is going to be missing out on something, but the only reason that this child is going to be missing out on something is because the parents are missing out yeah. on the exposure to the deaf community. Yeah. So if the, if the parents were to educate themselves and go with the child and expose themselves to the deaf community, involve the child in the deaf community, and learn sign language themselves, this child is not going to miss anything, yeah. nothing at all. Yeah. They're not going to know anything else. Right. But if they 
suppress the ability for this child to learn language yeah. and communication, this child is going to be not only missing out on exposure to the deaf community, which is its like birthright, being born deaf, right. but it's also going to be missing um, crucial connections with its parents, with friends, with teachers at school, with everything, because yeah. they're not able to communicate as adequately as if the parents had involved them in deaf community. Well, and that's, and again, you look at, I look at the couples and families that have been, you know, again, it goes back to perception. I, I hate the idea of there being a family that has, you know, like you said, doesn't have, isn't deaf, isn't blind, but has a child that is deaf or blind, mm -hmm. and then almost feels like, why? They ask themselves, why is this happening to me? Mm -hmm. This isn't about it's you. It's not a punishment. It's, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's about the fact that you gave birth to a child uh, take care of your fucking child. Yeah. You know, put them before yourselves. That's mm -hmm. the whole point of, you know, again, that goes simply back to being, that's the biggest thing I think a, a lesson I could ever talk about mm -hmm. a, on this podcast about being a good human being to me is putting other people before yourself. Mm -hmm. And not because it's just, because you expect something in return, because it's the right thing to do, yeah. always. And it shouldn't, like, when you're faced with an obstacle, you shouldn't think, why is this happening to me? You should think, what is this trying to teach me? Exactly. And in this example yeah. that we're using, like if your child is born deaf, mm -hmm. what is this trying to teach me? Yeah. This is trying to teach me how I should be involved with other members of the deaf community and learn about, you know, the way that they go about their lives and basically learn this whole other way of communicating that's actually, like there's sometimes when I just don't feel like talking and I wish Chris knew a sign language because I just want... <laughs> To like, I'm just. Mm, I don't sign language. Give him the bird. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Okay, that's disrespectful. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> but like, you know, it's a it's a rich language, and yeah. it's like a full, it's a full thing, and it's a a very effective way to communicate, especially no, when cool. you're like at a distance or like, um, inside versus outside. There's there's a number of reason like a number of examples in day-to-day -day life where american sign language is more useful than speaking yeah and not enough people know it so yeah there i actually have a sign language app downloaded on my uh phone heck yeah i'm trying to i actually <laughs> want to do that and i'm trying to read uh, up on my spanish just yeah. uh, a little personal thing there because if but you're not learning you're not growing i just think it's a good opportunity to the, the more you know mm -hmm. knowledge is power yeah so the more you i'll know, be on i'll i'm always on duolingo when i do cardio yeah that's what i do to duolingo mm -hmm. let's go hey, again for the second one boom <laughs> all right <laughs> um so yeah i i think that you know if you're a parent and you're in that situation where your kid just isn't what you had for expectations which i think is sad i think you know, and you, everybody asks me, well, would you want boys or girls? It's like, dude, all I want is healthy kids. Mm -hmm. And healthy doesn't just mean like they're not, they're deaf or, you know, if that thing happens, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because healthy means you only have to go to the doctor once a year exactly. for your checkup. Exactly. That's you know, the real thing that matters is right. we're not having like heart issues mm -hmm. or major, um, major things to worry about at childbirth. It's just, can I have a healthy child Yeah. or children, whatever ever happens. But, um, yeah, I think it's. Swallow your pride as a parent, adapt, face the adversity, become better, and do it for... And learn the, from it. And learn like, and grow, yeah. As a family. Grow through what you go through. Ooh. Oh, again with the fortune Ooh, cookies. We might have to write that one down. <laughs> That's actually a really good statement. Yeah. I learned uh, someone in the yoga class I was in once said it. Oh, man. I thought you just pulled that right out of your ass right there. I no. was like, that was clutch. <laughs> That's a good one, though. I'll take credit. Yeah, take credit for bringing it up. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Um, we kind of went way far off track today. It's okay. But that's okay. Because that's just what this podcast is about. Talking about all things that are relative to being a good person. And I yeah. think that those two with Instagram, um, OnlyFans, and just, you know, people with disabilities, there's a lot to intertwine in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, moving forward, though, one of the things that I did want to touch on, Emily and I are quite active gym goers. Yes. If you didn't know that. Um, if we didn't know. Um, and the importance of that is because we are such avid gym, gym goers, we create connections and relationships with people in the gyms that we go to, mm-hmm. right? So one of the things that, you know, and, and I'm not calling out any in, in particular places or gyms or anything like that. This is just generalized because I've experienced this in more than one place ever. But because the gym is what it is, and you can see now that there's Planet Fitness where they, you know, they, they say they don't judge, but they obviously are judging certain people for their judgment free zone actually creates an environment that judges more. Yes. Yes. Because there are there are rules that imply that if you're doing these things, other people are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But if I'm just minding my own business, why should anybody be uncomfortable around me? Yeah, I mean, I'll give I'll give Planet Fitness some credit. Their marketing was incredible. Great yeah. idea. Absolutely. Make everybody who isn't really a gym goer feel like they're a part of something. And offer them Tootsie Rolls. And pizza on Thursdays. <laughs> Which, again, I, I'm not talking any shit about the gym because I think that everybody has a, a place to start. And I know that there is a lot of people that have a level of uncomfortability mm-hmm. going to the gym. A lot of people don't feel conscious or, or confident enough um, are a little bit more self-conscious about you know people watching them lift. I get that. You know we've all yeah. been there. You and I, I think, are different. We feed off the energy of people in their gym. Oh like, yeah. I like having a decent amount of people because I I don't know I'm real spiritual. I'm an energy. I can I can draw that energy into whatever I'm gonna do next. If I'm if I'm surrounded by people that I know are also there to chase a goal, to mm-hmm. better themselves, to get bigger or whatever, then I am also pushing myself to do those things. Exactly. I don't feel that at Planet Fitness. No. And I don't fit I don't feel that at a few a few different gyms I've been to. There's a certain and sense of obligation at Planet Fitness. Like I feel like everybody's there because they feel like they have to be. Yeah. I want to be at the gym because I want to be. Yeah. And I want everybody else that's at the gym at the same time as me to also be at the gym because they want to be. Yeah. And I think that, again, uh, and I'm only calling Planet Fitness out for this quick second, is that yeah. they limit your ability to work hard. Because mm-hmm. if you work too hard, you're going to get the lump alarm to go off. Right. And, you know, again, I can I, you can work hard in peace and quiet. I get that. But there is a certain level that you put your body to where you're going to make some noise. Yeah. Um, it's a natural exhalation of air. But... Yes, yes. <laughs> let me give you, though, let me let me expand on that. As, as much as we're kind of shitting on Planet Fitness for certain things, and but we're still being understanding of others, it's every time you go to a Planet Fitness, though, every time you walk in, everybody says hello. Yeah. Everybody is, a greet, is greeting. Um, yes. You, whether you're leaving or coming or going, asking how your day's going. I've never had a bad interaction with anybody at that gym. And for me, that speaks volumes about any atmosphere, whether it's a restaurant, it's a uh, retail store, um, it's a gym, wherever you go in customer service, being polite is not hard. Mm-hmm. The gym is one of those places specifically that should lack clicks and groups. Sure, yeah. You're going to obviously have your people that basically pull toward each other because they're 
either they recognize similarities in how they lift, or mm-hmm. they re- recognize that, oh, you bodybuild, so do I. Let's mm-hmm. talk. We're going to be friends. Oh, you're a, you're a power lifter. Like, yep. I want to get into power lifting. Can you give me some tips? Like, exactly. You know, people are going to gravitate towards people that have similar styles. My big issue, though, and this is the main topic that I wanted to talk about, is personal trainers. Yeah. And just a lot of personal trainers, and we know plenty of them, um, we have our good ones that will put everybody, all their their people, and even those that aren't even in their realm of business before themselves. And then we have people that we know that only talk to you when you're putting money in their pocket. Right. And I think that that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I, there could be any, like... If you, if you are only talking to your clients as a personal trainer, you are limiting your potential clientele because the people that you are ignoring may have been thinking about hiring you and now that you're just blowing them off, they're not going to. They're going to spread the word to their friends who are like, oh, what do you think of, what do you think of that blah, blah, blah trainer? And you're going to be like, oh, he's kind of a jerk unless you're paying him. Right. Like, who's going to hire you if someone's going around saying that about you? Right, and that's when you're a trainer and you're trying to get clientele or you're trying to keep business, I mean, I get it, it's very, you are the one of the most, you're in the highest position of customer service mm-hmm. because you are working directly with people all the time, yeah. one-on-one. They are coming to you for a service. And it's not just like customer service, like, oh, did you, f- help? Did you find everything you needed? You are yeah. step-by-step guiding someone towards their goal. Exactly, and I think that that's, and again, you, I, I, whoever's out there as a trainer listens to us, you, if you're asking yourself, well, do I do that? Well, if you have to ask yourself that question, that's you're probably one of the pro- part of the problem. Mm-hmm. You're probably part of the issue. And because I know that there's a lot of trainers that would think that and they'd be like, well, I know I don't do that. Yeah. Without yeah. a doubt. Because yeah. that's the way it should be. And um, if you're pretty sure you don't, but you're like kind of questioning, try like reevaluate. Reevaluate. Yeah. Like, who. Who do I talk to on a regular basis? Who do I go out of my way to say hi to when I see them at the gym? Because if you're not a personal trainer, you're probably still seeing the same people at the gym day to day. They're seeing you. They're seeing you. Because you're there. You're on their radar. They're on yours. I would smile and nod to everybody. Um, I try my best even when I'm there. Some days, we, I'm a human being. We all have our days where we just kind of like, look, put the hat down, put the tent, the chin down, and yeah. go to work. I, yeah. And usually people know, okay, you can feed that energy. You can feel that. You're just like, mm-hmm. yeah. They're not wanting a hello today. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I understand. You know, if it happens like five or six times consecutively, then you might yeah. want to say something. But it's just when you're a trainer and you are in a location, your attitude creates that atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And if it's a poor atmosphere, your gym and your business is going to pay the price whether you realize it or not. Yeah. And it might and it might not be immediate, but it will be down the road because you know what your best form of advertising is? People talking. Absolutely. Actually, you were, uh, something brought this up, but yesterday I was at the gym and I didn't know a single person's name, mm-hmm. which I think is so strange because I really developed like a lot of uh, relationships with people at the gym and mm-hmm. I was there yesterday and I was like, I don't know anybody. And it wasn't until I was done with my lift and Olivia came and I was like, finally someone I know. Yeah. But it was like, they were all people that I had seen before, but... I didn't know any of their names. So yeah. I was like, man, next time I see some of these people, I'm going to like introduce myself because I don't want to be that person that people are like, oh, they're in such a clique. Yeah. You know? And that's what you don't want is like. I want to expand my horizons and I want to be the kind of person that everybody's like, well, it's oh, like, hey, I know that. Like, I know her. Like, she's how, pretty cool. How much of a good feeling is it though when you like 
or in the gym, somebody's walking, working by, and you just like give them a wave, and they just a smile back. Like that's powerful. Like yeah. I don't think people understand how powerful just a simple smile, mm-hmm. nod of a, of appreciation and understanding that like, hey, we're both here kicking ass. Like yep. it's, an, it's just a simple acknowledgement. Again, being a good person isn't hard. Be self-aware. Yep. Be conscious of how you're behaving in your atmosphere and wherever you work, how you talk to people. Because whether you're a personal trainer or just a human being that's just in there to do your lifts and take care of your stuff, being kind isn't hard. And people understand usually when you're having a day. When they see yeah. you consecutively, there's a level of people watching that, that, that just goes on naturally being yeah. at a gym. You pick up on cues on people. Yeah. Okay, I can tell when somebody's having a bad day because I've seen them enough when I've seen them have a good day. I know and can recognize that this ain't the day. Yep. So it's just being being conscious of that and, and being conscious of yourself too. That's the big thing that I think that trainers need to do is be aware of your atmosphere. Say hi to people that you don't know because those people might be future clients for you. Yeah, absolutely. Just because they're not paying you now doesn't mean they won't pay for your service in the future. Mm-hmm. And it might be simply just because you wave and said hi. Yeah. As crazy as that might be. It's not hard. Hey. It's not hard to be warm. <laughs> not hard. I don't know why. I think it's. I don't, I, I've always asked myself why everybody's so different about that. I usually look at it as it's a reflection of the um, themselves. Yeah. They're either just deep down not happy, or some people think that their egos are just they. They don't even know it, but they're so egotistical mm-hmm. that they're like, "Why well, don't <laughs> they come say hi to me?" Yeah. It's like really, you think so? Like, You're that hot shit, huh? Yeah, it is a two-way street, but. When, when you're a personal trainer at a gym, there's also a certain level of intimidation that people may not be approaching you because of. Yeah. It could be, it could be your stature. Mm-hmm. It could be just your, your physical shape. Mm-hmm. You could be an attractive person that some people are just like, wow, I don't, you know, some people don't know how to handle attractive mm-hmm. people in certain ways. Or, or, you know, they just get kind of lost with their thoughts. They don't, they mumble their words. They just are like, oh my gosh, this person's really pretty. I don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, and, and I only say that because, you know, being in the fitness industry, there's a lot of good looking people. Sure. You know, whether it's physical, but that's a whole, again, another realm of discussion in terms of physical beauty versus what's actually inside. Right. I, t- I try to have both, personally. I don't know about you, if you're kind of, uh. I try it, yeah. Mm. <laughs> 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 yeah. But um, adding to that, too, you know, building your circle in and out of the gym, you know, what does that kind of look like to yourself? I mean... Atmosphere, again, I think plays an extreme role in that mm-hmm. and just being, again, self-aware, conscious, and being polite to people, um, again, isn't hard, but do you want to... Oh, yeah. So, like like I had mentioned the other day when I was there and I didn't know anybody, so I kind of have developed relationships with a variety of people from the gym and, like, um, if I see someone walk in the door, I'll, like from across the room we'll point at each other and do a little dance and I don't know it's just it's fun to have those kind of relationships because like you don't even necessarily have to be hitting a lift together to be supporting each other and excited to like heck yeah I'm glad you made it to the gym today let's get your goals like I'm here too I'm chasing after the dream Mm -hmm. you're here let's get big together but we're not lifting together (laughs) you know it's it's just one of those things but like building your circle inside the gym is also going to help you have like a like-minded circle outside of the gym right yeah no i I agree with that a lot i uh i mean we said before i think you're a byproduct of who you surround yourself with so if you surround yourself with good people hard workers Mm -hmm. you know um and again sometimes we think we're surrounding ourselves with good people and we find out later that we're not but it just 
just be conscious of, of what you're doing with that. And I think that, you know, again, that will evolve on itself in terms mm -hmm. of getting you to go in the direction that you want to go long term with your life. Yeah. But yeah, the gym is just one of those places. It's it's an interesting atmosphere. Always, it always has been. I've made a few changes myself yeah. personally, just because I, for the exact reasons I mentioned. Yeah. You if know. if you don't if you don't vibe with the atmosphere, <laughs> you're not gonna. We ain't vibing. No, but it's um it it is definitely important to feel comfortable in the gym environment that you are going to, and that's why like I'm not ever gonna tell somebody oh you shouldn't go to Planet Fitness because they're like they're judgy of people like me because the person that I'm speaking to may feel uncomfortable at like powerhouse yeah like where I go yeah they might benefit from what planet has to offer exactly and, and again yeah just because I don't train that style doesn't mean I should not allow other people to do so and then I'm also like perpetuating this like toxic judgment that they feel they receive when mm -hmm. they go to other gyms like powerhouse or something like that you know yeah yeah, I mean, the gym is just one of those places, too, that everybody oftentimes tries to size each other up. Uh -huh. I see that often. Mm -hmm. I, I just put the fucking walls down Yeah. and be nice. Like, mm -hmm. you don't have to puff your chest. Your chest is already pumped from your lift, so just put it down. Let it go. It's okay. <laughs> Have I ever told you this story? about? Okay, so um, it was back when I was working at Complete. And we went to a new gym, and there was a regular um, shopper that we ran into. Yeah. And Chris and I, like, were over there. I said, I walked over and I said, hey, to the shopper. And he was like, oh, hey, good to see you. And he kind of puffed his chest out a little bit. And then Chris comes over, and, you know, Chris's chest is out yeah. here. And he comes over and was like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, puffed his chest out a little bit more. Yeah. And I was suddenly feeling very small and dainty because I had these two large men, both of them puffing up, and I was like, I need to step away from this situation. Yeah, it happens all the time in the gym. Yeah. It's, you know, just kind of, like, and I get it, there's a level of, it's I want to be better. It's the blood flow. Yeah, it's the, the animal instinct. <laughs> Gross. Who's the real alpha in here? And that's, you know, that's a real thing, too, is, like, I, I believe in the, that entirely. I mean, it's part of our genome is that there is alpha and beta yeah. type people. And mm -hmm. the gym is one of those places where you'd be surprised that a lot of guys, a lot of guys are betas. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm just saying. We were just talking about how we're not going to perpetuate judgment, but if you buy <laughs> the tank tops that you wear f to the gym and they come in a plastic package of six to eight... You are beta. <laughs> you are beta as fuck. <laughs> I hate to say that. That I is an undershirt to be worn under dress clothes, and that is it. Correct. That is correct. That's <laughs> okay. just a poor style change. I mean, I've, there's these two guys, and they're always, like, wearing that tank top and then chubby shorts, like the super oh, short yeah, the ones. Chubs. And yeah. it's so funny because they're working out together, and one of them is wearing a white tank and black shorts, and the other one's wearing a black tank and white shorts. Oh, thank you. Anyway, I think <laughs> we were talking about. You guys planned that. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I mean, again, we'll never bash people. We try not to. We have to have some sense of humor. I mean, we are still humans, but at the end of the day, we're still being good people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. If you put it out there, I might laugh. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that's just not the look. Yeah, you can't. It's just not the look. That you know, and again, I 
say this with respect, but there are some times where I see people, and I, I hate to laugh at people, but people are entertaining. We are an entertaining group. That I always I see, <laughs> whether it's at the gym, maybe in public, but you're like, did you even look in the mirror when you put that outfit on? Like, honestly, if you go to the gym total, like, dressed like a hobo, no judgment, because you're going to have the best list, the best lift of your life. Yeah. But I also personally, like, so what if I want to wear a matching set and wear a little makeup to go to the gym? Because yeah. when you look good, you feel good, right? I think there's some truth in that. Actually, you can get into that a little bit, too, because yeah. uh, I've heard people talk shit about women who put on makeup and come to the gym, and it's like, what if that's their time to feel sexy to right. feel to feel good they're not doing it for attention they're doing it for themselves for my day-to-day -day <clears throat> life the gym is the only place that i go on a given day because i work from home yeah so what am i not allowed to put on a little makeup and look a little cute to go the only public place that i go in right. a day right and that should be okay and again yeah. i've heard guys that are like oh you know they like talk shit about it and it's like mm -hmm. oh like you care that she mm -hmm. dressed up and looks hot like <laughs> get over yourself or it like conversely like she could be wearing makeup because she came straight from work exactly. and she was wearing makeup at work you don't know exactly i don't even know why it bothers people in the first yeah. place like if it do doesn't it, affect it's you it's not even <laughs> you you should worry about your own damn outfit look yep. at you hobo like no you. offense to the hobo coming in like it maybe i'm a sweet lift but you didn't look in the mirror and whatever whatever you saw and you were like damn i look good yeah. you better change your contacts or your bifocals or whatever <laughs> because you are say, no like, place to judge i have gone to the gym in like the baggiest t-shirt and like just sweatpants and you know the hair in the oompa loompa messy bun yeah. like yeah. all of it and i have really good lifts because i'm like the only thing i'm focused on is my lift versus when i get a little bit dressed up i I personally don't like to put my hair up when I'm working out all the time because I have a lot of it. It gets heavy and it's all pulled in one direction. It's uncomfortable. But I'm self-conscious of the fact that my hair is down because I'm afraid that people around me are like, why doesn't she put all that hair up? Isn't it getting in her way? None like, of their <laughs> it's none of your none business. Of their business. Because, and then I have to like go through and tell myself, why do I care? if somebody else is thinking about the way that I'm wearing my hair when I'm working out. Yeah. Why does it bother me? So yeah. it's like this whole like cycle of thought that I have to like yeah. get through. We get, we get our own heads so easy yeah. too. And again, we, I, again, I say this, we're kind of shitting on people right now. And it's but basically just mind lightheartedly, your own business. lightheartedly. I don't go out of my way and be like, you look stupid. <laughs> you know, wow. Who dressed you this morning? A monkey? <laughs> no, I, it's, it's one of those things though, that like, you won't catch me wearing jeans and Crocs when I lift. I'm sorry. I don't lift in jeans with a belt and wear Crocs while I'm doing the same time. I see that shit all the time. Yeah. I see, I see people in sandals. People and that I'm like, come to the gym, like straight off the street. Like you didn't watch. even somebody drop a hundred pound dumbbell right on your toe. You didn't even prepare yourself to come to the gym because yeah. how are you comfortable lifting in jeans? How are you gonna be around all these heavy ass weights? Mm -hmm. When weights fall off, people are, people do stupid things. They don't always, you know, rack their weight. Sometimes yeah. the weight comes unracked during the lift and you're in freaking sandals. Well, it's gonna break your foot in tennis shoes too, but like. Well, <laughs> yes, but I also think there's a level of protection you get with footwear that you yeah. don't get from sandals. Yes, absolutely. Like maybe that toe gets crushed in your shoe, but maybe it gets really damaged, like in your severed on your, oh, yes. on your sandals. Oh yes. And you don't, again, thinking in the moment, not thinking ahead. Yeah. That's a consequence I think somebody's gotta learn the hard way, but you know, whatever. I'm not here to, I'm not the attire police and here to tell you what to what you should and shouldn't wear at the gym whatever you feel comfortable in just know that 
if you're getting some looks from people because you're wearing jeans and a belt <laughs> and Crocs, there's probably a reason. And if you're wearing socks with the Crocs, socks you, with Crocs, socks with Crocs, you might even be getting more of a, a look as to like, bro, I think you're in the wrong place. Yes. But again, I'm just just trying to be a good person, letting you know that you might want to protect yourself better, wear more clothes that are gym appropriate yeah because they can actually help you mm-hmm. in certain situations mm-hmm. you know i don't see anybody deadlifting in jeans very often no i don't think so. so yeah so the point that we were just discussing that got made here was if you have the time to focus on the way somebody looks at the gym whether their apparel woman has makeup or all that you're probably not getting your attention's in the wrong place. Right. You're not really getting the things done that you need to, to, to focus on. Mind your own business, put your head down, and do your own work. Yeah. Or if you do see somebody that, like, again, being a good person, if you see somebody that's, uh, like, a, a woman that's got makeup on or, you know, a guy is wearing something cool or something like that, just give them a compliment or just smile and nod. I mean, it's not hard to just give somebody a compliment, but also if you're a person that receives a compliment, don't just jump to the conclusion that this person wants to get in your pants or something. Oh. Like... Take a compliment. I know people are always like, well, it's hard for me to take compliments. Dude, the compliment sometimes actually feels better for the person giving it to you than it does for you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, I, I learned something powerful, we kind of can get close to finishing on this note, is like, there's a lot of power in being able to return a favor or do something for somebody. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people will be like, well, I don't want you to do that for me. And it's like, but it's not about you, yeah. really. It's like when you like think about Christmas. When you give gifts or give something to somebody, that feeling for you it's the warm is for me. Right. It, it feels good to give, and it's not that you're giving it again. Going back to what I said before, it's not because you're giving because you expect something in return. It's because it feels good to give, and it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. When you take that away from somebody, it's really unfair. Yeah. And nobody really thinks about it like that. Is that it, it, because it's such a good feeling to give? A compliment, giving somebody a compliment, could be really nice for somebody else because it makes them feel good that they maybe brought you up a little bit. Yeah. But how you respond is is key. And again, everything's situational. Everything's perspective. Obviously, if there's a guy driving in a crazy vehicle and he comes up and tries to give you a compliment by swearing <laughs> at you, that's one thing. But if you have somebody that you've seen consistently in a gym, you know, and guy or girl, girl goes up to guy, guy goes up to girl, whatever, uh, doesn't matter, you know, the sex of, of whoever the person is or whatever, just be acknowledging just be self-aware and conscious of the compliment and what it means and what it is don't shut it down mm-hmm. don't make per- that person feel bad for going out of their way to say hey you know emily you look really nice today well thanks ryan oh, you're welcome <laughs> oh. i mean but it's just those things too and and i feel like we'll talk about this oftentimes is that that can change somebody's entire day mm-hmm. absolutely there's people that are on the edge especially in this time right now suicide rates are high everything is still at a weird level because people are trying to get their mind right and try and understand what's going on what's happening you can't you don't know what to trust you don't know there's too many i don't knows yeah so the least you can do is be polite to somebody and when you are i think it can go a long ways and it's just being receptive of that too don't shut that shit down be be polite and understand that maybe it's just not about you and maybe you'll help somebody else being able to give you the compliment yeah absolutely So. so I think, honestly, that wraps it up pretty well today. Yeah, there's a few topics there. A little yeah. in-depth. We had some viewers today, which it looks like. So, appreciate you guys uh, tuning in with us. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, episode 3 coming out... Monday. Monday. Yes. And then we will have another one ready for next, next Monday. Monday. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be getting close to having our first special guest, which we're not going to announce yet. But, 
but it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> so any, any feedback? Always feel free to reach out to us. Maybe we can touch again on a subject that we talked about a little bit more in depth or ask a question. Um, I had a few people, like I said, next episode or two, we'll, we'll kind of uh, go back and review some of the things we've talked about, look at the, the question, kind of evaluate, go into depth about that, and then from there we'll see where the conversation goes. All right. So thank you guys for tuning in today, and we will see you next time. See you later.